The Holy Gospel for this, the fourth Sunday in the season of Advent, is from Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, on this fourth Sunday in the season of Advent, we hear the story of Angel Gabriel visiting Mary with the message that she would give birth to the presence of God in the world. Now, the story doesn't tell us exactly when during the day Gabriel came, but I've always imagined that it came during the night. When it is night, the world is usually quiet and dark, of course. It's not easy to see clearly, at least with one's physical eyes. When it is night, in the silence, we sometimes hear more clearly. When it is night, in the darkness, we sometimes have spiritual insight, epiphanies that we don't get during the day. Yes, I think it must have been at nighttime that Gabriel came. Mary. Mary, of course, was surprised. Epiphanies do often surprise us. We don't plan epiphanies. Mary, I think, was most astonished that the angel even would talk to her. After all, she was a teenager. Some scholars think about 14 years of age. Why would an angel speak to me, she wondered. I have nothing to offer. I'm not important. I'm just a teenager. And then the strange things that the angel said must have totally confused Mary. The angel said that you will give birth to the Son of God, the King of Israel. She knew that it was not only physically impossible for that to happen, 
but also that no child of some small-town teenager could possibly become so important. We always think the real miracle here is the virgin, virgin birth. Not so. The real miracle is that God was at work through an ordinary small-town teenage girl. And through an ordinary small-town teenager, the world itself would be changed. Now, Mary may or may not have heard the stories of Caesar Augustus and his miraculous birth. People, you see, were saying about Caesar Augustus that he was the savior of the world. People were saying that Caesar Augustus was the prince of peace. People were saying that Caesar Augustus was son of God. Sound familiar? They said he had a divine parent and that he was chosen to lead the world. Augustus, indeed, was an important and powerful person. You would think that angel Gabriel would visit an Augustus, and if not an Augustus, maybe visit a King Herod or the high priest in the temple or some general in the Roman army. They, they were the important and powerful people. They were the ones who could change the world. Mary must have asked, Gabriel, what are you doing talking with me? I'm nobody. I'm a teenager. I have no power. And Gabriel would have said, that's not how God sees it. God's spirit is in you, Mary, and that spirit will change the whole world and all of history. Mary did not fully understand all this, but she simply trusted the revelation. And she allowed God to work through her by simply saying, Okay, God, here I am. Now we are here 2,000 years later, and we don't often hear of angels speaking to us. We even wonder sometimes, where are the angel Gabriels today? Why doesn't God speak to us like God spoke to Mary? Well, maybe angel Gabriel is speaking and we're just not listening. When we think of angel Gabriel speaking to Mary, we often picture a scene like some Renaissance painting. Angel Gabriel is up in one corner of the painting with a glow that seems to come from within. Angel Gabriel has wings, of course, and he's got this stern but compassionate look on his face. His arms are outstretched. His hands are open. Mary. Mary is usually down below in the painting, lower right-hand corner. And she's in the darkness, but her face is shining. She reflects the light of that angel. She looks eager, innocent, vulnerable. Now, with that picture in our mind's eye, we think angels like that just don't speak to us anymore in such a dramatic way. Well, who is to say that angel Gabriel spoke to Mary like some Renaissance painting? Maybe Gabriel spoke in a whisper, in a feeling, in a sleeping dream or a waking dream? If so, the angels definitely still speak today. 
The angels speak to you and to me quietly, in and through other people, or in a song, or a poem, or a book, or a sermon. And we know, we know when an angel is speaking. Deep in our soul, we know what's right and true and good. Deep in our hearts, we know what we should do. That's the voice of angels speaking to us. Mary, of course, is unique in all of history. She literally gave birth to Jesus. But we do have some similarities with her. When angel Gabriel speaks to you or to me, the angel says, you are chosen by God to give birth to the spirit of Jesus in the world today. And you say, who, me? I'm nobody. I can't make a difference. I have no influence. I have no power. I'm not competent. I have no talent. I'm too young or too old or too busy or too afraid. And Gabriel just smiles and says, exactly. You're not the one changing the world. God is. All you have to do is say, okay. Remember Mary simply saying, here I am. It wasn't through her competence that God changed the world. It was through her trust. So here we are, the fourth Sunday in the season of Advent, in this most horrendous year, wondering what the future will hold. In the midst of this pandemic and polarization and job loss and loneliness, we listen for the voice of angels. At a time when our church building has been closed for months, we wonder, where is God leading us? As a vaccine is distributed and a new year begins, we dare, we dare to hope for relief. We want a better world, a healthy world, a stronger church, a community of friends. We want an end to homelessness and racism and polarization. And Angel Gabriel says, exactly. And God chooses you to give birth to such a world. That is what Advent is all about. That's what Christmas is all about. Giving birth. When you look closely, you will see God at work in this world of ours, giving birth to good things. You will see God working through ordinary people. People like Mary. Consider for a moment all the unknown lab workers who developed the COVID vaccine, we don't know any of their names. But they are, in a sense, giving birth to a healthier future for our world. Consider, if you will, the medical professionals on the front lines caring for those who are critically ill. We don't know their names. They're not powerful and important by worldly standards but they're changing the world through their competence and their courage. Consider, if you will, the teachers, the overextended parents. Consider those working for racial reconciliation. Consider that neighbor of yours who checks on you. Consider yourself. We are all as ordinary as Mary. And that's just the point. God sends angel Gabriel also to us to whisper in our ear, you 
will give birth to the Spirit of Christ in the world today. You will give birth to kindness and forgiveness and understanding and honesty and justice. It has been a difficult year. The darkness seems never to end, and depression and pessimism are our constant companions. Advent, then, is the perfect season to reflect those emotions, but also to raise our hope. In the darkness of Advent, the angel speaks to Mary and to us. Advent, the season indeed, is anticipation and hope. Advent is also darkness and quiet. Advent is looking into that darkness. And Christmas is seeing an angel there and a baby. There's nothing more hopeful, joyful, inspiring than a baby. A baby. The ultimate message of confidence in the future. So we prepare to celebrate a new day, a new world, a renewed church, and the birth of holiness and goodness made flesh. We Christians are the most optimistic people in the world, especially this time of year, for we hear the voice of Gabriel speaking in the darkness, and we respond as Mary responded with the words, Here I am. Amen.